Well, what's up, folks? It is Tuesday night as our offseason. Unfortunately, it started for the Eagles, but it is the offseason here on Broad Street South until the Super Bowl is over. So this is where we start getting everybody incorporated again into our Tuesday, Thursday night normal segments when the Sundays are long gone. But thankfully, until the football season is over, we'll still be on on Sunday. So this Sunday, we'll be on at 1 o'clock getting you guys all ready for the NFC and AFC Championship Games. But prior to that, tonight we'll go over the weekend that it was in the NFL, which was a crazy weekend because who would have thought you would have had four teams decided in four seconds of the remaining four quarters. And we'll get into, do we believe the playoff overtime rule should be changed? Because a lot has been said in the past couple of days of what could have happened. Of course, you have 60 minutes of football to try to win the game. But when it comes to overtime, should it become just like it does in the college ranks. So we'll get into that. We'll get into some more talk. So we'll get into, again, all the playoff rumors or all the playoff hype that was over the weekend, the next upcoming games, also into Aaron Rodgers, the stepping down of a head coach down here with the Saints. So a lot to get into here on the other side. But we thank you guys for joining us here on a Tuesday night. And we hope that everyone's having a great night. It is uh, kind of chilly all over the U.S. But with that being said, I'm Angel. This is episode 112 on Broad Street. I already see him dancing on the other side of the screen. So here is the man, the myth, the legend, the Godfather. Fuji, what is happening tonight, my friend? How are you, Angel? How's everybody doing tonight? Championship week is among us. The stage is set. The AFC and the NFC about to go head-to-head. Going to crack like two kegs going at it. How are you? How are you? Ready for this weekend to come up? And let's get down to business, baby. How are you, Angel? Uh, listen, I'm a little under the weather, been a couple days, but it's all because it's kind of a weird non-cold issue. I don't know what the heck's going on, but it doesn't help because just outside the studio window, of course, it's dark out there right now, but we only reached about 50 degrees here today, a chilly rain and kind of unusual down here for Tampa where we're going to be in the chill because the rest of the uh, America here is also under freezing conditions and you guys are about to get a winter blast here come Friday night into Saturday. The nor'easter supposedly is coming, but Philly's supposed to be right there on the tip. So hopefully it'll get the hell away from us. Because I don't want snow and I can't stand the stuff. Yeah, well, but. neither can I. And that's the reason why I end up down here. So that's fine with me. <laughs> so I'm good. But also one guy trying to avoid any kind of snowy conditions is down there live from Clemson University. It is our own beach writer, Nick Lucy. <laughs> Nick, what's going on? Angel Fuge, it's an honor to be back. Um, I really wish I was on Thursday, but I caught Omicron. Um, uh, just want to let you feel? know, it's not fun. Um, mm-hmm. I feel great now. Thursday uh, wasn't the same, but you know what? For quarantining and watching four incredible football games, it didn't really feel like a quarantine. So <laughs> I got super lucky with uh, with the timing and it all, and I'm just I'm glad to be back and. Uh, you know, I can't wait for uh, some more in-person classes to get started back up starting tomorrow. So, right. how, do you, how do you support in there? Support I'm, I'm doing well. 
I'm doing well. No. I, uh, no, I was saying, oh, your Super Bowl hat. Oh, yeah. I'm rocking the Super Bowl hat. We got Super Bowl three weeks away. Can't believe it. Yeah, it's you incredible know. to think. It is definitely incredible to think. But before we bring in the guys from Steel City Renegades, our first segment brought to you tonight by J.C. Newman Cigar Company. Reach out to jcnewman.com. If you guys want some great cigars here in the Tampa area, in Ebor, and or you want to ship at home, please reach out to jcnewmancigar.com. And by the way, if you guys ever come down to Tampa and or to Ebor, whether it's a bachelor party, bachelorette party, if you guys just getting together with the family, take a tour of the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory because that campus is absolutely beautiful and they just bought out a building right across the street and they're going to turn into something really big here and I won't mention it until it all gets done but they're in the process of getting all that happening so visit jcnewman.com and with that being said the guys that I normally am on once again as I said last week on Sundays from 7 to 9 the Steel City Renegades bunch minus one will introduce the one that no one has seen yet which is Chipper Nenendahl. Chipper how are you this evening? What is up, guys? Angel, I got to say that, uh, you know, you, you whining about 50-degree weather, I don't feel bad for the least bit after I spent two <laughs> hours last week shoveling out my driveway and having to snowball my driveway out three more times this past weekend. So for, forgive me if I don't feel bad for the least bit. Oh, no, neither do I. And, and by any means, <laughs> I don't feel bad for my own self either. But the other co-host here, actually a producer, of Steel City Renegades, it is Lee Mike Fuji Money, as he stated earlier, and that's why he put the MF up there. <laughs> but, <laughs> Lee, what's going on today? How are you? Oh man, you know, oh, too hot to handle, too cold to hold. You call the Ghostbusters because they in control. Lee Mike Fuji and Money here with you just for tonight, one night only, because I can't say the other thing that that MF mm. actually does stand for. I got the Steeler mm. Nation flag behind me, but I am rocking the Ghostbusters here tonight. What's mm. going on, everybody? And, you know, Angel, no, 50 degrees. I don't feel bad for you whatsoever because just like Chipper, I've been digging myself out all weekend too. Lee, I'm liking the Bobby Brown run. Yeah. Chipper uh, <laughs> hates it. Maybe Chipper come up with one of his own. That's what it is. Oh, I don't need to. Lee's got his own thing. Why do I want to rip him off? <laughs> but you never know. Hey, listen. So a lot to get into here tonight, which obviously, first of all, Lee, as you had mentioned before, we got everything kicked off here. Absolutely insane football weekend. And who would have thought it actually worked out the way it did? But no one saw it coming. And if we were talking about, it, like we said off air here, if you are from Vegas, I don't understand how in the world whatever prop bets, whatever kind of bets you want to put on there, that you would have said that it would come down to all four teams, the final four seconds of all four games. So if you're lucky in the lottery, you can hit the triple fours here and, uh, I don't know, maybe hit gold or something else, but it was incredible football weekend last weekend. So I'd like to get your take on what you thought, how everything ended up playing out. Oof, man, uh, where do you start? I mean, what's up, Dave? Sorry you couldn't be here either, but you got the two good-looking members of the Renegades here. So it's all good. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so, I mean, first, I mean, you know, who would have ever thought Cincinnati was going to take out uh, the Titans? I mean, I had, the, I had the Titans going. I know Dave, you know, all season has been saying Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. But, I mean, here we are. You know, the number one seed in the AFC, psh, gone. 
and then move on to Green Bay. Gone. You know, I mean, it was just an incredible weekend. Three out of the four top seeds gone. All three of those games came down to last-second field goals. I mean, it's like they were saying it on Cleveland Radio here this morning. Screw having wide receivers. You need kickers on this team if you're going to win the playoffs. <laughs> you know, and then that, that Chiefs-Bills game. I mean, talk about a nail-biter. I mean, that game... And who would have thought? Because, I mean, I even put it in our Steel City Renegades chat that that game was over. Nobody expected KC to be able to score a touchdown in 13 seconds. I mean, they even said it. I think there was like three touchdowns scored in a minute and a half in that yeah. game. And then the overtime. And we'll get into that in a minute. But what a screw job by the NFL on that overtime. Yeah. Unfortunately, well, and you know, it's been talk, Fuji. I'll get you here in a second because it, it's it's been a lot of talk, obviously, of of people talked about the rule change that ended up happening just a few short years ago that the owners had voted on it and they want to make sure they got everybody you know situated the way you wanted to. But then again, do we need to go over this again? So Fuji, you can add to that because I'm pretty sure it probably ended up driving you nuts as well. Well, I mean, my thing is you do this change for the regular season. Now, why wouldn't you just do it for both? Now, in Kansas City scored in Buffalo didn't even get a, a chance to even, you know, come back. And, you know, it's like Buffalo was just, you know, got shown the door, which was, all right, it was a great game, probably one of the greatest playoff games in history, but it's just flat-out nonsense, flat-out BS. I mean, Buffalo, you know, both teams played their hearts out. And, you know, they they better get – they'll better get to this very quick with all the owners come these meetings in the springtime. And this better be the first damn thing they vote on. Because if it was the Eagles, I would have been furious. Eagles Nation would have been burning down the city of Philadelphia. I would have been leading the damn charge Not for that one. The only the the problem is, as people said, and it's funny because it it comes both ways. When you hear the different media outlets this week, they all mention how some people love the situation where it ended up being what it was, which obviously they went through the rule change. They decided upon this. Some people said, obviously, when uh, which I think, matter of fact, uh, on ESPN this morning, even though they said it backwards, I know Josh Allen had picked heads, which tails never fails. At least that's what uh, the way I've always gone by. If you didn't pick tails. Then it would have been a whole different story. They could end up winning. Unfortunately, he, he chose to go with. No, he 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 picked he picked tails that ended up going heads. Yeah, I think that. I could have sworn he he picked heads. Uh, I, I can I'm pretty, watch I'm pretty sure he picked. I'm pretty sure he picked tails because because you're right. Tails never fails. I'm well, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to pick it up somewhere. I'll see if I can pick it up before uh, before it shows over. But either I mean either way, the way you look at it is. You know, it, you have yes, sixty minutes of football to obviously decide the game, the outcome, to make sure you're going to end up winning or not. So that one we can just put in, pretty much put out there. The other thing is, as well, is that it, that was probably the most hard-fought game that you could see, other than obviously Tampa Bay, but the most hard-fought game you would see. And I feel, honestly, I feel bad for Josh Allen because he's gotten so close to get there and just ends up blowing it one way or the other. And, and obviously not to his fault there at the very end, but unfortunately I think both defenses were cast out. I think KC's defense obviously wanted to win that game and wanted to handle business along with the offense just to make sure they can they, will, they can end up walking away. 
but Chipper, I'd like to go to, to, to you for a second. Should the NFL implement the rule basically the way they do in college where either A, you get both teams the ability to score a touchdown, almost like they do during the regular season, and then if it comes down to it, let's say it's a 7-7 game, do we have a duel off of the kickers where you start out at the 10-yard line, bring it back to the 15, back to the 20? Because something's got to change here, especially in a high-impact game the way it was. I'm pretty sure all of us would have loved to see like, a bonus 15 minutes of football, regardless of what ended up happening. So I'd like to get your thoughts. Does the NFL need to change or look at that overtime rule once again only for the playoffs? I, I totally agree that they do. I mean, yeah, especially just for the playoffs. If you want to keep the rules as it is for regular season, that's fine. But when you're playing playing in the playoffs and you're looking at at making uh, as big an effect on the playoffs Super Bowl appearances as, as possible, yeah, I, I do believe that each team should have a possession. Now, once you know both teams score a touchdown and make a tie or whatever after the first 15-minute period, I don't know if the whole kick, you know, field goal kicker versus field goal kicker thing works, but why not just play another 15-minute period? Yeah, they couldn't. So, Nick, I know obviously you had the chance of watching all NFL games this weekend because you were under the weather as well. So I, I like to get your take as well. Is it... Are we asking too much from the NFL to look at it again to see about this overtime rule? Or is it one of those things that you kind of deal with it? You you got there, you get into the overtime, you get into OT, and if you score first, you win it and walk away. Well, see, I'm I'm, I'm kind of back and forth because like when I like the only like other sports like overtime rules I think about is like baseball, right? Like in baseball, right? Once the if the home team scores ever in extra innings the game the game just ends right whereas the away team if they score in the top of the 10th the home team still gets a chance maybe there's some sort of home away home field advantage thing they do but honestly like if buffalo buffalo the fans will complain about the refs and the overtime rules and whatever i mean it was on the coaching staff it was on that defense kansas city's kansas city was so smart that they they were able to um move the ball 50 yards in like what, like 13 seconds and, and set up for a field goal. I I like the overtime rules because it kind of creates this like storyline of like, oh, like what, what if, right? What if? And now we're all talking about it. What if? And it, it generates more buzz for the NFL. So I don't know if they ever like really change it like dramatically, but I, I kind of like this idea of like, yeah, like Patrick Mahomes walked that game off. It was a, it was a walk-off win. And, and this isn't the first time it's happened. It happened in the Super Bowl when Tom Brady came back from twenty-eight to three. It happened to the. It happened again to the Patriots when they faced the Chiefs in the AFC playoffs and the AFC Championship game. So, I don't. I don't know if you change it. Maybe there's. Maybe there's a slight change where maybe both teams get the ball, but then it's like, well, if both teams score, then then who gets the ball next? And do we just keep going, going in this loop until someone, like at the Why end not? of a fifteen-minute period, has the ball? I don't really know. I don't really know like how you necessarily like solve it to make it to make it more fair than than what it is. I mean, Buffalo well, blew that game. Buffalo had the game; they blew it. I mean, it's that simple. Well, well if you're going to do it in the regular season, why not do it in the playoffs? It makes perfect sense. Well, they, well that's why that's why I pointed out. You know, we'll do it a big barn burner. Burn let, let's, not, let, let's not forget that that uh, Buffalo's defense did did screw it up. You know, by 13 right. seconds left, you're not supposed to. Let the other team go down and get in field goal range in nine seconds like that. But, uh, but yeah, I, I believe that you know, as far as the playoffs go, each team should have a possession. 
as far as after that goes, yeah, that's up for debate, I guess. Right. Well, we're going to bring up uh, one comment here by Adam, and then Joey has a question for you there, Nick. And I like Adam's comment here where he says, Poor Dallas had one more second than KC. And well, you know, they're out, which is good, anyways. And, you know, as much as I make fun of Green Bay being Dallas's daddy, now it seems like the 49ers are Green Bay's daddy. So it's, you know, they polar opposite here. But Joey B had a question for you there, Nick. He says, uh, Trevor Lawrence, will he be ruined? Going to have two head coaches and two new coordinators in two years. I bet him and his agent are talking about a five-year plan to wherever Sean Payton lands. Um, I don't, I don't know if Sean Payton ever coaches again. I mean, he's he's getting up there in age. It's he's mm. retired. He's, he, I think, I think for now he's happy. Five years, I, I, I don't uh, know what I'm eating for breakfast tomorrow. So I don't, I couldn't tell you what's going to happen in five years from now. But I, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is, is screwed, or I don't think his career is like in jeopardy. I. I, I think you just have to give him time. He's he's six six. He's really big. He's really strong. He can throw a football, and, he, and he's got a great mind. And that's what quarterbacking is all about. So no, I, I think Trevor Lawrence has got a chance. Um, I, I I think he's legitimate. I think he's I think he's going to be a good player in this league. He's kind of going through the same thing that Baker Mayfield went through. I mean, he's gone through th- what three head coaches in four years, almost five. You know, so I mean, I mean, it's not it's not too much of a similar situation than that. He's in a in a horrible team. I mean, he's down there in Jacksonville playing playing pro wrestling football because that's all they spend their money on is wrestling. So, yeah, there's there's a reason why Jacksonville's had the number one pick two years in a row now. Yeah, it's true. Go figure the the year that they uh, give all that money to Tony Khan to, to start play wrestling and that all of a sudden their team goes down the tubes. So. Hey Fuji, real quick. Do you really have is there really a haircut name after you? <laughs> no, that's fine, Joe. No, not at all. That's our great no, friend. Jeff, that's our great friend Joey B, who's formerly from the area, lives out in Colorado now. Gotcha. Joe's sure that he is. He's hilarious. Just, I was What's up, Joe? If there really is a haircut name of you and a, and a haircut that you get makes you look that good, I may consider getting it then. He just likes to break my uh, jobs, that's all. Well, I mean, that he does, but been fast and furious about the whole overtime thing. And I mean, I, I kind of agree with, with uh, the star of the show, Adam, you know, adapt to college rules. I want to see a nine overtime game like Penn State and Illinois. I mean, I kind of agree with that, but I mean, especially in the playoffs where there has to be a winner. I mean, that is that I think that's the part of it that just made me so angry about that Bills Chiefs game where it's just like, you know, there has to be a winner. You know, this game has been a barn burner from, from the word get. And I mean, it, you know, it came down to that last 13 seconds in regulation. And then, I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, you have all of that drama around this game and then for it to end in 30 seconds like that, it was just like, huh? No, give the, give Buffalo (laughs) chance to come back. I feel like I got Slimer in my mouth, man. But I mean, (laughs) well, well, just, just, just look at it from both angles. I mean, if it was any of our teams or anybody, like they'd be furious too. But exactly, I guess if you're Chiefs, if you're the home, well, not the home team, but the team that won the coin toss, I guess you got to look at it from another angle. 
Well, if you're a Buff, if you're a Buffalo if you're a Buffalo fan, are you blaming Leslie Frazier for playing the defense he did with 13 seconds left? Or are you blaming the rules? Yeah. I guess I guess you got to blame. You know. You I blame mean, both. I guess you got to blame both. Oh, you can't both. blame both, Nick. <laughs> yeah, got to blame both. It's the easy out. No, I I just feel as if you're going to do that in a regular season, why not just call it even kill down the middle and do it in the playoffs too? Yeah, right. well, I, in the regular season, it's it same just rules, makes it? perfect sense for my. I don't know. I mean, it's it's what pros and cons to it. Well, no, because so, Nick, in the regular season, a game can end on the tie, but in right. the playoffs, right. there must be a winner. Right. So I, I think that that's kind of why I think with the overtime rule, it should be different for playoffs than it should for regular season. But Slug it out. Slug I mean, it if out, the overtime all. rules were different in the regular season, then maybe the Steelers wouldn't have had that Mike Fuji and Ty on their record this year. <laughs> it's you true. Really, you really had to bring that up. I did. <laughs> well, it's a, the same way when Adam brought up this comment here. As far as like, yeah, everyone would like to see a nine overtime game like they did in Penn State and Illinois earlier this year because that was great. I mean, that makes it to me. If if you're a, a football fan, that's what you want to see. You want to make sure that you see these teams battling out until the very end. So to me, it should be a change. I mean, I call me nuts, and I know you know people will be on the other side saying they just leave it the way it is because again, you do have sixty minutes of football put it away. But when it comes to the dramatic games that we saw, I mean, you saw Tampa Bay getting beat 23 to 6 to come back and almost end up winning that game. That's incredible with the amount of injuries that the Bucs have had and were able to gel this team together, basically band-aid it and put the product out there. Who knows? And I know we'll get into some TV talk here a little bit later on. I know mm -hmm. Fuji is best friend along with Harry Roseman there. But I, I know he can't get enough uh, of it, and Fuji, don't worry about it. We'll bring him up. We know he's the greatest of all time for you. But why, don't, why do we why can't we just leave? There's that Wait, man out of this. Can, can, I, can I ask a question to the audience about the Bills-Chiefs game? Did the right team win? Well, we'll find out as soon as I get down to those comments here. But yeah. uh, Sean what's says, up, what's up, guys? Moon told down uh, Dan Celio podcast that Hurst deserved a long look in 2022 after a stellar sophomore season in Philly. The 23-year-old must continue to develop as a pocket passer before anything can be promised to him. Outside of that, Hertz has all the intangibles to be a franchise guy. Uh, listen, I, I was the one basically fighting for him in the very beginning of the year, saying that Jalen Hurts should be the guy around here, and I still stand by that Jalen Hurts should be there. What you need is a good quarterback coordinator for him and a good offensive coordinator that we be able to work and coach, obviously, to make sure they work with him. Now, it's up to him. He can take, you know, whatever week, two, three weeks, how many weeks these guys end up taking off to recoup in their bodies. But if I'm like, you know, basically other quarterbacks we've seen in the past, including one that's still hanging in there, Patrick Mahomes, those guys, your better quarterbacks don't take that much time off during the offseason because they want to get better at their craft. And again, as much as Fuji doesn't like to bring up his name, just like Tom Brady, same exact thing. That man takes about two weeks off, three weeks off, how, and then he's right back at it again. And he puts his guys you, together. What? How do you know he takes two, three weeks off? Because he said have, it. Do you have a schedule? No, I don't, unfortunately. And nor you're do I want to schedule. Friend, you, wouldn't you know? Exactly. <laughs> I think Joey has me and Chipper mixed up because he's putting that, uh, the haircut stick towards me. I got the joke, but Chipper was the one that, had, or Chipper, was, uh, I, I don't know. My, uh, my camera's weird. So <laughs> uh, Chipper's the one that asked the questions, but. Yeah. 
No, and Adam's right here where he says if Byron Leftwich is hired, it will make uh, obviously Trevor Lawrence a stud. And and I believe as well. He got his second interviews today, so we'll see. Maybe he gets hired on the spot. I'm not too sure. Joey, I, I don't know if uh, Dallas I hires. Yeah, I, I don't I, see that. I would, I would tell you. Peyton's going to take off a year. McCarthy will get the boot. And Jerry Jones and Sean Payton are like this. It's been it's been rumored for the last couple. For years, but isn't isn't Peyton technically under contract for another two years through twenty twenty three? No, well, he's, he, yeah. They just said on the well, on, actually on my way home, he's got three years left on his contract, and if he were to go to coach for another team, uh, New Orleans was going to look for compensation, of course, for right. him to go to one other team. So exactly, yeah. Dallas would have to give up compensation for Sean Payton's rights. <laughs> And more than likely financial, not necessarily draft stock either. Unlike the Browns, who just gave the farm away to – or actually got the farm for the vice president of football of whatever today. I can't even pronounce the guy's name. Yeah. Oh, um, do a jump ball at Mayfield. Okay, yeah. I mean, that that's just setting the guy up for even more failure. Well, well then the Bills just hire uh, somebody – no, the Bears hired a GM that I, I Yeah, from, from the Browns. Yeah, he was yeah. there. Vikings. No, 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 Vikings. No, the Vikings. Vikings. Yeah, yeah, the Vikings. Right. Yeah. Well, I know it was somebody in the Green Bay division. Yeah, Sean here, another great friend of the show. who's become a really good friend of the show. Here says, I hope Jalen Hurts follows the route that Josh Allen did when working out his arm mechanics and mobility with Jordan Palmer. I think this guy will greatly benefit him for sure. And uh, Sean and I were going back and forth a whole lot with the games there on Sunday. Uh, so thanks, Sean, for uh, even though again I was under the weather, but it was fun to to, to pretty much wrangle it out there uh, at the very end with both games. But listen, Jalen Hurts, I think for me he's going to be just fine. He's got to work work on the mechanics for sure during the offseason. Take a couple weeks off, get some players, and obviously they, there's been talk also with the Eagles that Jalen Rager maybe needs a new change of scenery, mm. which I don't see the Eagles bringing him back. But again, we've seen what this team has done in the past. But I think Fuji, I could be wrong. Maybe they decided to send him somewhere else for possibly a pick. Oh hell, you kept Jage all around just for the enforcer after that pitiful press conference last week. Yeah. And which you know, I I just think, you know, how he likes to keep these guys around. I mean, or Sega Whiteside ought to just be gone. I mean, all right, maybe he was a good special teams guy, but how he needs to go out and get receivers and build around Jalen Hurts. Three number one picks, you need defense. I mean, do I, I think how he may make a trade, you know, quarterback-wise. You know, yeah. oh, yeah, he's our guy, but, you know, the Eagles, they say one thing and do another. I just don't buy it. I mean, no. yeah, you, you got to give you got to give Hurts. You know, the only way you're going to do anything with the guys built around. Bring in some established receivers because with the exception of Devontae Smith, and I'll say it till the day I die, the man cannot draft receivers. He can hit on that, hit on other spots and and positions, but he can't do it. Well, That's why you need to go out and trade for a Darius Slay, sign an Alshon Jeffrey, a Torrey Smith, and so on. It, it's, the, it's true. No, you're right. just can't hit on receivers. Yeah, it's it's true, but it's okay. It's 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 going to get better for the Eagles. It, it can only get better, can't it? It can get worse. We don't want it to get worse, but it will get oh. better. 
But well, Fuji, I have a quick question for you as we're getting into our next segment here. What's now, if you had to travel, let's just say next season, to go see the Eagles play down in Houston, who would you travel with? Philly Sports Trips. Who else? That's right. PhillySportsTrips.com. If you guys want to travel with the pros, please go to PhillySportsTrips.com, just as Fuji mentioned. And by the way, there could be something coming up here, possibly just saying, for obviously a trip out there to Houston. And I got to see it. I didn't get to see the stadium on the inside. I didn't get to see it on the outside. Massive stadium. But if it comes into play, come next year, Fuji, that's where we're going, down to Houston. We'll Take make that trip. Show on the road down That's the- right. Down to Houston. Texas. You guys exactly. Hey, just remember the Renegades are coming up to to well, actually going down to Philly for right. that Eagles Steelers game. So, Angel, you got to make right. the trip up for that. Yep, I do. Well, thankfully to the season ticket holder right above you there. I, I got I had, I had to pay him five thousand dollars for a ticket. It's freaking ridiculous, but that's okay. We'll talk about it afterwards. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, he, when he has to pay, when he gets the kind of haircut that he gets, no more than five thousand dollars. <laughs> well, it could be a five thousand dollar haircut. That's true. Sicilian special, Michael Corleone. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into obviously Sean Payton, obviously one of those coaches right now uh, that decided to walk away. Not this one. Let me bring one back that uh, Joey B had brought up here, the taunting penalties. Is this now become an overkill, ridiculous nonsense when it comes to the NFL? Because we saw a couple this week, which made absolutely no sense. Sue got one just because it, obviously he was pointing to the refs and telling them that he was kicked on the way down. Then Brady gets the helmet contact, which makes his lip bleed. And so he says something, got one for the first time in his career. Is it getting ridiculous? And and I want to go all around the panel here. Nick, I'm, I'm going to start off with you. Is the taunting rule getting to be too bad in the NFL? And is it taken away from the game, especially come this playoff season? Um, In terms of the first rules that are going to be looked at, I, I, I do think actually taunting comes first because I think when I remember when the touchdown celebrations was like a big deal, right? It was like Antonio Brown couldn't twerk in the end zone. It was like, oh, my gosh. Who want, we really want to see Antonio Brown twerk in the end zone, you know? I, I, yeah. I think that's like some of the fun of the of the game is kind some of the people may want to see it. People want to throw the peace sign or right. They want to what is it gritty? Yeah, gritty in the end zone or I, I don't know. I I kind of like those antics. These are grown men at the end of the day, and if they can't t- if they can't hand they, I know they can handle a little peace sign, and they're gonna fight on Twitter, and, and we're all gonna love watching that. So. I actually do think that's probably the first rule they look at, and then over time. But I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't throw that one in there, Joey B. Once again, there's, there's a visual. <laughs> it sure is, oh, man. Nick. If, if you that missed that, bring it back up. I want oh, video. honestly, honestly, that's a sick sight. <laughs> <laughs> that's a disgusting sight ever. Especially I want no, I want. I want, I want to be caught dead with that outfit. On. Wait, the question is. Oh, Question is, does Fuji have jeans on underneath the chaps? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, yes he might yes. bring out, listen, he's got a, no one knows this, but he's got a pair of Dallas leather pants. He, he only breaks them out every once in a while on different occasions. He might be able to wear it with his chaps there. Easy there, Brady jersey. <laughs> Ooh, yes. That's been all season long. Uh, where was the other one? Sorry. Rich Brady, Eagles Mania. What's up, Rich? How are oh, you? Bro. 
Thanks to Eagles Mania being the official show there of uh, Eagles Mania Facebook page. Everyone, please reach out. And by the way, you can see it on BroadStreetSouth.com. You guys want to visit Eagles Mania on Facebook? Look at BroadStreetSouth.com. Click on the link. Those guys always have a boatload of great information. So, Rich, how are you? As he says, also, the overtime rules should be changed. Both teams should get at least one possession. Excuse me here for I want to do is it's a dry cough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. Imagine <laughs> a mohawk. There you go. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Chapter mohawk. Holy moly! Uh, did green I see mohawk? Jay? It's got to be green though. That's true. Hey, my says, hair was my hair was green back when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yeah, but that was green. He said gray. Oh, gray. No, I said green. Okay, so you had I to play thought, along, Lee. Tell him gray. That, that's okay. Oh, it's right. I already gray. I mean, I'm the thankful I have green. my hair at 50 years old. That's soon to be 50. Right. Welcome to the club. Trust me. It's a, it's a good club to be in. Troy Aikman going with Al Michaels at Amazon Booth. Or sorry, and Sean Payne will be going to Joe Buck on Fox. Uh, I can see that. that that's punishment. You like be. Joe Buck? Joe Buck yourself, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, to put it in the craziest terms, <clears throat> I don't think he's that. Is he that bad? I don't know. I, I gotta hey, you gotta remember, I'm from yeah. Cleveland, so I had to deal with seven games of a World Series with that Chicago Cubs chode sucking mm. moron for seven mm. games. But don't forget, Joe Buck. Don't forget. I worked for the Phillies for 16 years as a game day employee. I I've seen him him with McCarver back in 08 and 09. So he talk about anti Philly. Yeah, yeah. Him and, and, that, and, it, him and that dope Collinsworth. No, I can't stand him. One. Yep, oh, I, I, I can't. I can't stand him whatsoever. I, I like Collinsworth. I think yeah, the NFL does a really good job. With, I think they do a pretty good, damn good job with their. With their I, I'm not. I'm not getting into Collins' work because his son, his son Jack, is almost as annoying. Oh no! It, I, it, his his son is not there yet. He's he's, he's developing. Yeah. Hopefully, they put him on the pregame show though. <laughs> it could be bad. Jay, I did see this comment, but I want to bring it back up. As he said, uh, play overtime. Each team gets one possession. It's still tied. Put the ball on a two-yard line. Away, uh, the two yard line team away team goes first, one player per team until the other team stops them. It kind of sounds like what the XFL was doing. That's what college the, does, yeah. yeah. That's what college does. Speaking of the USFL, here will be kicking off here, uh, as far as training camp starts next month. Oh. So that should be, excuse me, Start, starts a week after the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. Hey, just right. just curious. What are your guys' thoughts on Aaron Rodgers? Is he staying? Is he leaving? What's I think he's gone. I think he is out of Green Bay. He, I, I think that's he has packed it in, and he's out of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Is he taking Devonte with him? He's got to take Devonte with him, right? Please. No, no. Devonte. Devonte Adams has expressed interest to being an Eagle. He's expressed the interest in a. Uh, listen, why am I going to give up a all source? This, all this time here, you're going to hear this guy wants to be in it. That guy How wants to be in it. This guy, the Eagles should go after this guy. Like, where do all these damn rumors swirl from? Angel, Angel a lot of it's hearsay BS. Until Angel. Lord 16th comes, excuse me, Chip, 
until March 16th comes, <laughs> a free agency opens up, and then you'll see Lori signing all the damn checks and Howie going out buying up corner in the market on the NFL <laughs> because it can't, can't draft receivers. Thank you. My Mike Fuji and I approved that message. And the rank ahead. Right. There you go. Angel, right. Angel won't tell you, but his source is Howie Rosenbaum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A great resource for that one. <laughs> no. Well, but it, I mean, it's, if it was if it was a Steeler show, it'd be a DD kick of Walla. Oh. <laughs> that isn't, would she be. Like, isn't she I know for NFL network, she's always reporting for the Steelers. Does she yeah. have some affiliation with them? Yeah, she does uh she does uh, a little spot on the Cleveland radio station as well as the Pittsburgh sports radio station. Yeah, she used to write for the Post Gazette. Yeah. And by the way, uh, another Redline Radio LLC personality. Oh, hey, nice there meeting you are. Friday night. So, and by the way, honey, didn't you have a sh- if she's still tuned in here? I believe wasn't it her show just yesterday, eleven o'clock in the morning, or was that today? Today, today yeah. it was right. Mm-hmm. Okay, I won't put out there, honey. Uh, if you're still out there, by all means, please post it up there so everybody can catch her show as well. Because I know she mentioned it, and I think it was I may have caught it after. Uh, boy, might have been after twelve or something today. I may have missed it, but she, if honey, if you're still on there, uh, put it up there so I can put it up there for everyone to see where they can catch you. Um, broadcasters, villains all over the national networks. Yeah. Unfortunately, when it comes to those freaking clowns, I, I, I broadcast is a really, really, really hard job. It, I mean, I, I hate to like slander these guys because like it's a really hard job to, to talk for four hours over a game. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, it, I mean, it is it's hard but don't don't forget too the only the only couple things is is like some of these guys as, as the game is going as you get better at your craft then you get to be able to, to do those fillers in the difference is with a lot of these guys before their show starts all those scripts already written out for them they already know exactly what they're going to talk about and everything else the difference is is when you do podcasts like we do here where there's nothing scripted there's nothing written down and everything else comes from either memory or the things you guys didn't remember throughout the week. So, sure, being a commentator, don't give me, you know, I'll give Joe Buck as far as his due. Yes, it, you know, it is hard because you got to make sure more than anything because you are live on national TV. You know, you might not like something that happened in the moment, but you can't express the way you really feel in that moment, Nick. So it's a good point as far as like Joe Buck. You know, all those guys do a phenomenal job. I'm not going to take that away from I. I personally – can't stand a lot of the nonsense he talks about. Same way with Chris Collinsworth, because even when he was obviously doing the Super Bowl broadcast, everything was all TV 12 until when, until obviously Philly Philly happened and everything else. But the minute, the inkling that Tampa Bay came back, well, you know, those Eagles are not going to be doing so well down here in Philadelphia. They're probably going to burn the city down because, oh my God, here comes Tom Brady. Him and Joe Buck and a fraud all of them can go on some canoe somewhere across the country, and I wouldn't care to hear from any of them ever again. Who's a fraud? Is that is that Alex Rodriguez? Yeah, a fraud. Okay, all right. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a huge a rod commentator guy. So I, not, neither is he because he's a moron. Angel, you do a pretty good Chris Collins worth impression. Yeah, I was, I was oh, yeah, going to compliment him on that. I was like, damn, you must be studying him. No, <laughs> <Or something>. <laughs> <laughs> he just he works my nerves so much I can get it. That's why. There's honey's got to watch out. Aaron Rodgers to Denver if Nathaniel Hackett is hired in the Mile High City. Nah, I think I swear it. And if if I can, if I can, I'll, I'll put an imaginary bet out there. If I had a million bucks to bet, 
I'm betting that Aaron ends up in Pittsburgh. Mm. That is my bet. And it's almost a lot guarantee that he'll end up in Pittsburgh. He doesn't really? want to rebuild, as he's already told Green Bay. To me, the relationship that he has with Mike Tomlin continues to get better and better. And to me, I think Aaron decides, you know what? If I'm going to burn <clears throat> my team, obviously I'm not going to do it in the same division, but I can do it in an AFC division. One is that I can end up basically melting that powder together, and you don't have to do too much in Pittsburgh to rebuild. Because they're basically they've they've been rebuilding. They got key pieces. Holding or missed is a great quarterback. Ben gave him you know many great years, eighteen years of his life for him. But at this point, I think Aaron decides to go over to Pittsburgh. Well, we do need uh, Oopsies Johnson to go somewhere too. Yeah, you guys really got to rebuild that offensive line, even though it was revamped last year. Uh, if you listen to some of the things that Mike Tomlin was saying today, it sounds like that's one of the things that they want to do through the draft, but also mm-hmm. a little bit through free agency. But right. I mean, that's, that's the big thing right now. I mean, it's just like you have the potential of a Tom Brady possibly not coming back to Tampa. Although I don't think that's going to happen. You have Aaron Rodgers saying that he wants to play in free agency, but he doesn't want to go to a team that's in a rebuild. So if he considers, Pittsburgh to be going through a rebuild right now with no quarterback, potentially no general manager. We don't have a defensive coordinator right now. You know, that could be a potential rebuild. And I don't know if that if that's going to be appealing to him. I don't know if his relationship with Tomlin is going to be enough to get him into Pittsburgh. As much as I would love to see it happen, I just don't think it's going to be possible. And if we do lose our GM, if he does decide to, to step down after the draft, there's the huge potential that we could lose Tomlin too because if that general manager comes in and wants his own head coach, what's to stop him from sitting there and saying, hey, Mike, thanks for 15 great years. Thank you for 15 winning regular seasons. Thanks for 15 years of crappy postseasons, except for that one Super Bowl. But have a nice day. Tom yeah. Tomlin is not going to go anywhere. We all know oh, that. I, I don't. I don't think he is chipper. But I mean, I'm just saying that's the possibility of getting a guys, new general manager. Oh, wait, do you guys what genuinely I, not like Tomlin as Steelers fans? Like, do you like? Do you want to see him go? I was here. I was listening to this on Thursday. Like, no, do you want to see him go? Me, per, me personally, I don't necessarily want. He, he don't want to see him go. But like any other player or coach or GM, he, hmm. he's kind of run his course. Yeah. I'd take Mike Tomlin in a heartbeat. I was sure. going to say, I, th- I think, I oh, think no disrespect against Sirianni, but tw- twenty-six NFL teams would probably interview Mike Tomlin if they could. Oh, oh and I was saying that they wouldn't. I mean, he's he's had fifteen successful regular seasons, but his record in the playoffs is atrocious, and that's the one thing that we've been bringing up all year, Chipper. I mean, you, you've you've said it yourself. His, his record in the playoffs is atrocious. And yes, I think that's that, not good. And I think that that's the one thing that everybody seems for some reason to look past, <coughs> including uh, members of Steeler Nation. I don't, I don't think they look past it. I, th- I think they look at the landscape and they say, well, well, who actually has a good record? Bill Belichick, Andy Reid. Andy Reid for, for the past four years, but before that, when he was in Philadelphia, it was, it was up and down. And is that it? Is there any is there any other coach that you're like wow he's got great playoff success maybe Pete Carroll but I mean even Pete hey, right right now McVay's 
Yeah. Like they I mean, I'm not, two games, I'm not three denying games, anything. four. I'm not denying anything that you're saying, Nick. I mean, it's just we look at it as we've made it to the playoffs in some regard for the past, what, eight, nine years? Last year we got our butts kicked in by a Browns team that didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. And now this year we got our butts kicked because we didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. And, and Nick, and if you if you think about it, in, in any sport, baseball, football, basketball, whatever, a coach only has a certain uh, lifespan with a certain team, and then they just it, it, his his he just gets worn out. So he, he need not because he's a bad coach or manager. He just needs to right. He's worn out as welcome, so he needs to find a better opportunity or go to a different team just because he's worn out as welcome. If that's what you, the way you want to put it. Okay. And I mean, well, if you if you ask a lot of people in Steeler Nation, Tomlin hasn't worn out his welcome. But my right. thing is, is that for the past five or so years, this team hasn't gotten any better. They're actually slowly getting worse. I know we had that 11 and 0 start last year, but we should have lost half of those games that we won. And that's right. just me being a realist. Right. Well, yeah. how about you? Can you see the Steelers possibly going after Russell Wilson? I wouldn't nah, mind you know it. I, I, I think that's New York. New York is going to have bigger dreams for that one for Russell yep. Wilson. They're going to lay out that carpet. Believe me, when I tell you, the Giants are going to lay out a major carpet for Russell Wilson. And Sierra, for what it sounds like, she preferred to go to a bigger city. And you can't get much, which I, I'm not, again, not a super New York fan coming from Philly. But if you want to go into a big market, that's where you're going to end up going to. You're going to end up going to oh. New York. Well, that York makes perfect sense. Oh, Sierra will totally tell Russell, yep, we're going. <laughs> yeah, easily. Oh, well, why not, Philly? We're only, not, we're only 90 minutes away from New York. If it happens. No, there's say it doesn't dealing. happen. Well, you got to remember, too, right now, with the picks that we need to rebuild on his team, you're not going to spend the money on Russell Wilson and bring him here. You're just not. Yeah, but Howie doesn't care. I mean, if, if Howie wants what he wants bad and Lori gives the okay on it, he's going to just – Probably give away the farm. I'm sorry. Yeah, but okay, and then and that's a problem. So we're back to stage one all over again because it, well, we, we keep doing we know this. that, but he doesn't. Of course he does. But the problem is, uh, then we go back to square one. Well, it goes back to square one because you need defense. But I'm just saying, just speaking reality. If it happens, it's going to happen. If if either of your teams look for a quarterback, I'd be very, very, very surprised. I, I think honestly. I think 2023 draft, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, whatever college quarterbacks are coming in next year, that's yeah, that's your draft. that's your draft to go get a quarterback. That's yeah, but the one. Eagles, yeah, but that- Eagles front office wants to win within probably an X amount next uh, next couple years. I mean, yeah, I brought- they have too many holes to fill. But in reality, I could see how we pull the trigger. I don't yeah, want to but- see it happen, but. Let's face facts, folks. It's reality. Howie will do whatever he wants to go out and get Russell Wilson. Hey, I brought it up on our show last week. Um, you know, since it, it sounds like that the Steelers are more apt to go with Mason uh, next year because he's under contract and that's just the way the Steelers go is the internal way. Why not we'll go with Mason next year and then try to draft C.J. Stroud next year? Why not? It could happen. It could happen, but I want to bring up Dan. And I saw you up there. What's up, fellas? And uh, Honey Badger session. I wanted to bring it back up so 
and get the proper read here. Honey Badger Sessions live Tuesdays from 11 to 12 p.m. That is Eastern Standard Time, 11 to 12 on Redline Radio LLC and on all other social media platforms. Call me on the Griever Machine 2 hotline at 216-259-2062. By the way, if you call right now, no one's going to answer. So just make sure you do it during the show. Did you call? During the show. Did you call when you uh, had to pause your own, when you had to take a break there for like two seconds? How do you know no one's there? There's uh, no live show on the air right now. We we have a, a show that goes on on our uh, 24-hour uh, radio website right now. I know. I was just being a smart ass. Hey, yeah, hey, jo- okay. hey, hey Joey B, uh, as bad as that beer is, and I do drink it only twice a year for Iron the Browns City Steelers, I would go buy a couple of cases of that swill just to, just to drink it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know what? I mean, that comment about him, you know, having to beat Mayfield, Burrow, and Jackson, you know, it does make perfect sense from a business standpoint and could get to the AFC championship. But then we'd be right back. And I hate to say it because we all saw what happened in the divisional round this past weekend. We'd be right back where we were when we were fighting the Patriots every year in the AFC championship. I mean, and Dan's right. I wouldn't mind seeing a new head coach either. I agree with Chipper, though. I don't see it happening. But if that new GM is just like, hey, you know what, Tomlin, thank you for 15 great years, time to move on like Ben, you know, then that's what we're going to have to live with. But I think the Steelers need to make the smart choice and at least look at some of these quarterbacks that are going to be hitting free agency. I agree with Chipper. I agree with Dave. I think Mitch Trubisky might fit the Matt Canada offense a little bit better than a Russell Wilson, than a Deshaun Watson, and even an Aaron Rodgers. Because if it is that more RPO-style offense, then a younger quarterback like Trubisky could fit that style offense. If they do decide to go with Rudolph, yes, Dan, exactly. It's gonna We're going to be the next Browns. <laughs> you know, we're not going to go 0-17. Our defense is too good to go over. What about Jimmy G? What? He's a free agent. I wouldn't mind Jimmy G. Right. Well, yeah, the Niners you? don't take him. <laughs> Fuji, what are you cracking up about? Well, Joey, the fact that they be the next. <laughs> we'd be the next bro. So take it on the roll. <laughs> 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 Well, I, I guess it all depends on if we keep Matt Canada as our offensive coordinator, but Nick. I mean, it's supposed to be supposed to run an RPO type of offense. I guess Russell Wilson can run that type of offense. <laughs> uh, Joey B, you're right, but okay, tonight he's he, he's bringing the heat tonight. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> Did he even make those still? Uh, yeah, uh, he finds them. Believe me, he, he does find them. Oh, my God, it's a freaking killer. Holy crap. Sean says, uh, with the draft coming up, we need to address the needs with his defensive focus on getting a linebacker, edge rusher, cornerback. Devin Lloyd, the linebacker from Utah. David Ohabo, edge from Michigan. Andrew Ruth Jr., cornerback from Clemson. And I'm hoping how he goes a different route, but uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see, Sean. It, it's going to be a lot of holes to fill. That's for sure. But uh, these oh, comments by Joey B, man, he's a freaking killer. He definitely is. And by the way, 
Lee Dan is a huge Steelers fan. Huge yeah, we, we, he's, fan. he's caught uh, he's caught Renegades a few times. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you know, thanks for checking out us out here too. Um, but I mean, you know, for to Sean's comment that I see there, I mean, Derek Carr, you know, Derek Carr could possibly come to Pittsburgh too. But I know that there's a lot of talk about him coming to Cleveland. So I mean, but I mean, there's a lot of talk about Aaron Rodgers coming to Cleveland. But you know, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with these guys? You know. I hate to say it, Cleveland might be a little bit of a better fit for Aaron Rodgers because they don't have the holes that we have on offense. The only thing that Cleveland really needs is a couple of wide receivers because it looks like all their wide receivers are taking a walk because they decided to keep Mayfield. I find, I find it interesting that uh, on uh, Sports Center and other media and radio and stuff like that, here we are two days after possibly the greatest playoff weekend in NFL history. More to talk. You know, we're talking about is Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, where's Aaron Rodgers gonna go? Where's Derek Carr gonna go? Where's Jimmy G gonna go? I was like, oh my gosh, we're not, we're not even after the you know the championship games or the Super Bowl. And we're talking about where's such and such gonna go. <laughs> well, that's what makes this game great, though, right? This is this yeah. is like the NBA. This is a, this is a very NBA type approach. It's like Adam, I don't disagree like, with you on that okay. either about Rodgers going to San Francisco if Jimmy G leaves. I I can see that. Yeah, that would be definitely, but I, you know, the, the problem is, so I, I feel there's times again, I just as much as I feel bad, obviously for Josh Allen, the same way when it comes to Jimmy G, because he just seems like it, obviously he was the one that should have been in the, with the Patriots organization after TV 12, then Tom Brady didn't want him there. So he trained him off to San Fran, get some, you know, obviously close now to getting him to the Super Bowl, which I believe San Fran will go to the Super Bowl, which is putting that out there tonight mm-hmm. on Tuesday night. I believe he'll go out there, but it's so much to be said about Jimmy G. I think he's a fine quarterback. I, I don't see where a lot of people end up bringing him down so much. And well, you know, he, he'll be good as a backup somewhere else. No offense. I mean, it, I think the kids, he, he's rock solid the way I see it. So Sam Fran, if they decide to give him up, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers would, I mean, good point by Adam because he could end up out there in San Fran. I don't see it unless he decides to tell everybody, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to take a year off. I'm going to retire and then figure out from that point on what I want to do you know, from this point forward. And it could be a collaboration. Maybe Sean Payton would taking this time off right now, deciding he wanted to walk away from the game. And that it could be the case as well. So there's there's a lot to be said. A lot to be said when this offseason comes around. Oh brother, here comes another one from Joey B here. Does Fuji <laughs> shave his head if the Eagles draft another quarterback in a few months in the first round? If this happens, if this happens, <laughs> I know you guys are going to be part of the Steel City Renegades draft special. So if it happens, <clears throat> it needs to happen live on air. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I will be live at the link. Lincoln Financial. No, I, I go to the draft party every year. And yeah, that he does. I was, was actually down there on the show and draft night last year you ain't yeah. lying there dan you ain't yeah. lying there yeah people were saying josh Allen should be asked to be traded after that loss i said we'll take him uh, listen josh hey, we'll another one here hey, yeah. then, then you can talk draft next for josh Allen. Yeah, well, i'll pick him up at the airport take him right to the novacare center well we get about some uh five minutes some change here so i want to get to real quick two things one is byron leftwich now the second interview by the Jacksonville Jaguars, where I always say that's where you go for your retirement facility when it comes to the NFL because of, first of all, the bad hire they did. Then they get rid of it. So I said I wouldn't call him the retirement center anymore. 
But then they decided they want to go with Bill O'Brien, which that might oh. change now with, with Byron Leftwich getting his second interview. Does it make sense for Byron Leftwich to be a Jacksonville Jaguar? And Lee, I'll give that one to you. I mean, do they have any money left to to pay for football operations? I mean, there's AEW is still picking up guys that WWE is firing left and right. Uh, you got to wonder where their money is going. I mean, Byron Leftwich. I mean, he could be a great pick for uh, for for Jacksonville, uh, as we affectionately refer to AEW on the Steel City Renegades. But I mean. I, I still have to agree that I think that's where players and coaches go to die. I mean, that used to be Cleveland, but now I think it's slowly becoming Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, you, unfortunately. I, I, I mean, it just occurred to me when you said that for the past two years, they've had the, t- the number one draft pick chipper. I mean, but that's when the cons gave Tony all that money to, to start AEW. Did they give him way too much money to start playing with wrestling? And, I mean, how much money is there actually left for the Jags to actually make the kind of improvements that they need? I mean, left, which might be a good fit there, especially with Trevor Lawrence being there. But how long does it last? And are they going to be able to fix any other holes that they're going to have? And if he ends up being something like a – he may get them in the playoffs within three years. I mean, okay, that's a possibility, Adam. I'm not going to disagree with that. But you still have to address the other needs that the team has, other than just the 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 coach, you know. And yeah, Urban Meyer needed to go. I mean, I think we've been saying that since day one when they hired him. Yep. You know, I mean, but I don't know, man. I mean, they might just have to cut that umbilical cord from AEW and let them, you know, just start traveling the the country more instead of using that facility down there in Jacksonville when they're not playing football. Mm-hmm. I think I think uh, him and Kellen Moore are the better options of anybody that's out there for Jacksonville. I think so too. Uh, by the way, George, you want to know all the time? I just pulled it off the clothesline. <laughs> Come on, <Jordan laughs> being the wise guy that he is. But Nick, I'll, since uh, I'll I'll leave the last question of the night here for you. TB twelve, as he told everyone that he wants to. See, he wants to let his family interject as far as what he wants to do when it comes to retirement. That he wants to see, fill it out because his wife has been very supportive of him. So was the kids and everything else. He wants to spend more time being a dad. But this is now coming off of a loss that he hoped that he could do a back-to-back championship. Does TB12 retire? I, I, when you talk about athletes and and the great, the great, I think what separates the great ones from the good ones is the ultra competitiveness and Tom Brady has this ultra competitive spirit about him or I don't think he's going to end on that. I think, I, I think you watch, um, you watch the last dance and you watch Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan always said, he said, if he had a chance to go for seven, he thinks he could have got it. I think Brady looks at that and goes, Hey, let's do it. I think he runs it back. Get, he gets Godwin back. He gets the defense back. Hopefully healthy. Hopefully a lot healthier than they were this season, and I think he makes one more run, and I think he, I think he goes and tries for twenty twenty three. Does Does Godwin come back? Actually, come back? I thought he had a little bit of falling out with the uh, with the Buccaneers. I mean, for one for one more year for one more year with with Brady, I don't, 
I don't I don't think he, he – Yeah, but that. do they have the money to resign him? Plus, he's coming off an yeah, ACL there. I'm assuming they'll probably tag him. Yeah, but, no, I mean, you don't know. They do. What? Depends Didn't they just let they Le'Veon Bell go? Yeah, I think – I mean, for a tag, isn't isn't a tag is can't you use any amount of money for a tag? How many how much cap space that? Gotta no, pay, no, you got to pay the top. He he would have to be paid the top five receiver money in football. That's what yeah, it's, when they yeah, it's like the top five money. average at the position. Position. Hold on, let's it's see. true. Uh, Sean says, "How is it? Other Tampa teams is like thirty-two million cap, so they have thirty-two million dollars to play with, so." Yes, I, I do think they can sign it. Uh, yeah, it is on YouTube. Um, we are actually off right now. We'll be back for the Super Bowl. Then we'll be back for the draft. And then once uh, training camp and everything kicks up, the Renegades will be back every week. Yeah. Uh, by the way, and yeah, which I'm part over there with Steel City Renegades. So yeah, that's why bring Steel City Renegades here because the same way as I'm over there on their show, Come over on our show. That way, it 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 continues without continuing as far as you guys being on there. But uh, Sean says, how is the other teams like the Bills draft Gabriel Davis, one twenty eighth in a fourth round pick in twenty twenty, and the Eagles can't get those diamonds in a rough. What a performance by him on Sunday! Eight receptions, two hundred one yards, twenty five point one three yards per carry. I believe per possession, four touchdowns. So listen, it's true. It it again. I, I'm just waiting to see. The later round drafts are a lot better than sometimes going in the first round. And Eagles know mm. how much homework needs to be done, along with any other every other NFL team. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what's gonna happen here once the regular NFL season is over, and then we start looking into the offseason. What's gonna end up happening? Uh, awesome lead, Chipper. Looking forward to tuning in. Great to be part of the Renegade, Dan Worley. It's true. And, and again, uh, part of the red line family is extending through Broad Street South, vice versa, the other way. So, uh, which we're on Red Line Radio Banner channel there on Facebook as the Red Line Radio LSC channel is completely booked and they continue to add more shows. And so, uh, listen, greater things and great things will continue to happen here in 2022. Adam says Eagles can get Olave. Uh, he's a start. Well, yeah, they could. I, I've seen a mock draft where, that's, where that happens. It could. It could happen. But uh, that's pretty much it for as far as the show tonight. We will, uh, Sunday, we'll be on at 1 o'clock on Sunday. We're waiting to see as far as this week, as far as Thursday, so I won't leave it out as far as Thursday, but just uh, pay attention there on social media, and we'll let you guys know. But Sunday, we'll be on at 1 o'clock to get you guys ready for both matches, which should be incredible. We should have hopefully a couple guests for you guys as well, so we can break it down a little bit uh, a little bit more. We're going to reach out to some of the former guests that we had on here uh, for KC. One, I know, cannot make it because he'll be on his own show. So, James Howell, I hope you have a great show, not only tonight, but you do on Sunday as well. And for your Chiefs, go Chiefs for the Chiefs fans out there. I know not as much for a lot of folks that are not Chiefs fans. And I see a couple more comments coming in here before we end the show. Uh, here we go. Dan says, we love you change. Well, thanks, Dan. I do appreciate it. And uh, I'll be reaching out to you, Dan, by the way, too, on the other thing we've been talking about. Uh, but thank you, Dan, for the compliment. Do appreciate it. Does Nick even know what Bartles and James is? <laughs> or what? No, no, no. I think I'm a little right. too young for that one. So I mean, I think I'm cooler. cooler for that one, but it's this generation's White Claw. Oh, my That's true. Oh, okay. That's true. Okay. Good point. So it's, a, so it's like a, it's like a seltzer. 
Yeah, wine kind cooler. of. It was a wine cooler. Do you remember Zima? Yeah. It's right, kind of like what? a Zima. That was or, a flash in the pan. Or your Seagram. I, can, I can't drink. I can't drink. Right, so I, 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 I yeah, can't. but no, you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to drink, Nick. But if you if you notice you're on campus, like people have like those Seagram's bottles, then they all come in different like fruity flavors and stuff. Okay, I've seen those. I've okay, seen those. so <laughs> Bartles and James is pretty much like that. They even around about. anymore, Bartles and James. I, uh, Joey might have it in stock in his house there. He <laughs> might have it. If Joey has Bartles and James, he's got probably has two liters of Sun Country wine coolers. Oh, my Lord. It could happen. Take care, fellas. Fun show. Great content. Be safe, healthy. Thank you, Joey. You as well. Uh, Dan says to message him, Lee, when you get the chance. Uh, well, look and at Lee's guys on fan club. <laughs> and then uh great show guys i'll take a 40 of mickey's well there you go <laughs> <laughs> Mad <Dog> 2020. <laughs> thank you dan appreciate it and uh, listen for everyone else who's in tonight we do appreciate it as well for our sponsors bringing up a couple of folks here number one is tampa joe's for those guys who put a tremendous package together for the unfortunate final game of the season for the eagles but again if you guys are coming down to tampa Please go out to 9316 Anderson Road in beautiful Tampa, Florida, right by the airport. You can jump in, put in your food order, get a drink, head over to the hotel. And if you're coming in this week, no, actually, not coming in this weekend. But if you are coming down because you're trying to get away, it might be a little bit cooler. But always go to TampaJoes.com, visit the website, take a look at the menu. They have great food, great drinks, and a great staff. L, PJ, all those guys out there, Mike Goodwin, Rob the GM, Great bunch of folks, Sarah. And if I missed you guys, as far as the names, don't forget it. I, I never forget you guys. And there'll be more shows coming up next year down there on location, Tampa Joe's, as they're trying to get their network upgraded. Also, the Big Sarge Big Sports.com. Big Sarge doing great things on the Indy Kalu show, where he is on there Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And some weeks it alternates to Tuesdays and Thursdays. But take a look at Big Sarge Sports content. Guy does an amazing job. He writes for Houston Texans. He also writes for Houston Rockets, but is a Dallas Cowboy fan, but he puts it all together in a great package. So visit BigSargeSports.com. And once again, as Fuji said earlier, Fuji, who would you travel with? Philly Sports Trips with Vince and the crew. They do a phenomenal job. Check them out at their website. Our new sponsor, our new partnership with them. Check out Vince Rizzuto at Philly, Sport, Philly Sports Trips. Com. Yes, sir. And the last one we want to mention here is Larry Gilman at lgdirect.net, which normally we are here live, of course, at the LG Direct Sales Solution Studios. But visit lgdirect.net for your payment solutions. Also, if you need business apparel or apparel, period, visit lgdirect.net for the great fine clothing that Larry Gilman has. So thank you to Debbie over at Studio B. We do appreciate all the hard work she puts into it. She was feeling under weather as well. Thankfully, she's getting a lot better. Again, for the guys from Steel City Renegades, thank you, fellas, for coming on. Chipper, for the first time you coming on, thank you for making it tonight, buddy. I do appreciate it. Thank you, Angel. Thanks for Not a problem, on, Chipper. Thanks, Fuji. Nice meeting you guys. You too. Thanks. And for Lee, Mike Fuji and Money, here tonight, only tonight, because normally on the other show, it's a whole different thing. But Lee, thanks for coming back on with us again tonight. Hey, no problem, man. Don't forget, check out Money's Crazy Mind every Friday night on Redline Radio from 4 to 6 p.m. This week, I'm going to be talking a little bit about the Royal Rumble since it is the start of the road to WrestleMania. 
But we're also going to have uh, Dan Giles from Dirt and Dirt Road joining us. So musicians, talking musicians returns. We're going to talk about Dirt, Dirt Road, and all of their influences as well. All right. And Nick, keep doing the hard work you're doing out there in Clemson, representing out there. Thank you, Angel. Appreciate no problem. Get rid of that Brooklyn, that Brooklyn Nets player. Hey, 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 there you go. Let's hope, you hope, the, let's hope the games this weekend are as good as they were last weekend. Yeah, yes. for real. That'd be nice. So, uh, guys, in case you don't make it out there on Sunday, but don't worry, because I'll reach back out to you guys again. Chipper and Lee, before I start off real quick, who makes it to the Super Bowl? Good, Lee. Hmm. I'm going to have to say probably San Fran and, uh, and Cincy. I think that's what we're going to see. Chipper? You made a cheese and the Rams. All right. We'll see. Fuji, I won't ask you until Sunday because we'll be back on uh, here on Sunday. And uh, Nick, I know you might be busy as well, so I'll get your take tonight just in case you can't make it on Sunday as well. Okay. Um, I'll take a I'll take a Chiefs-Niners rematch. I kind of want to see that. So, Angel, I had one shout-out. I, I believe this happened this morning. I want to congratulate our Buddy Mark Farzetta and his wife for giving birth this morning. Oh, no, nice. he was on and he was about to read the comments and he had to go. So, well, let's hope. Congratulations if that's it. If that's the case, I know she was due. She was due right around this right. time. So, yeah, let's hope. Congratulations. He had, he he had to cut the, the show short and I guess he was on his way with the missus to the delivery room. So, Congratulations to Mark and Mrs. Forzetta on your uh, Absolutely. new addition to your family. Good luck. God bless. Yep, congrats. To the Forzetta family. That's right. Hopefully, Howie, your best friend, and we'll send him a gift. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I'll end the show Sunday, 1 o'clock. Check out the playoff preview show. We'll have some guests with you guys. Again, thanks for everyone who tuned in. Thank you for the folks who tuned in overseas in Brazil and the 28 states here stateside. We appreciate it. It's been fun with the guys tonight. We will see you all Sunday afternoon at one o'clock. <laughs>